Who wants to get funky tonight? Star, I'm sick of your bullshit. Get your facts straight. Is this a bunch of crap? Ask me if I give a shit. <laughs> what a twist. Okay. Everybody, um, welcome to the Silver Motion Podcast. Uh, it's uh, it's here. <laughs> are you excited? It's Christmas in July or whatever the hell we are. I don't even know. That's how bad my time is. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I don't know. And I'm not going to tell you what it is either. <laughs> so uh, yeah, my name is Will. My name is Stephen. And, uh, Glad I could remember that at least. Yes, well, <laughs> you got something going for you there. We'll see if I can remember the movie, too. <laughs> well, it'll be a short podcast if you don't. <laughs> I certainly remember it well. I've seen it a number of times. It's one of those movies that I watched relentlessly when I was young. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, the 1990 film from Sam Raimi. Uh, it's called Dark Man. He made it in between Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. Oh, okay. It's his first studio movie. Mm. So, you've never seen Dark Man? No. Weird. I'd, yeah, I'd, I grew up never even knowing it existed. So. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of shocking to me because. It's it was such an ever present movie. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It just uh, wasn't in my circles. I guess it just weird. Oh man, never even heard of it. And I'd honestly never even really heard of Sam Raimi until high school when I watched the Evil Dead movies. And yeah. So I just had no idea. Yeah, I didn't know who Sam Raimi was until until probably yeah high school when I saw Evil Dead. And my friends who knew who he was and stuff, but yeah, I think even then it was uh, at the at the time uh, it was more of a Bruce Campbell being the the more no the yeah, person you identified yes those movies he's, with he's the face uh, of Evil yeah. Dead <laughs> yes <laughs> he was meant to be the face of Dark Man but yeah he he had a little cameo in here he does have a cameo and that's that's all they could get in there but he was supposed to be the Liam Neeson role. Mm. But uh, the studio did not agree because they didn't think that he was uh, ready for prime time, marketable yet. enough, yeah. or good enough to do it, or whatever. But I think he would have done a good job. Yeah, it would have been interesting. But instead, we get Liam Neeson, and this is—I um, don't know that it's. I mean, he definitely was in a lot of other stuff before this, but uh, okay. this is where I was kind of introduced to him as a kid. Yeah, and then he only went up from here. You know, a few years later, he was in Schindler's List. Yeah, it's kind of. I'm like the movies I've normally seen him in. He's usually got a beard, so it's kind of weird seeing him without a beard oh, really? in this one. Like, cause Excalibur, he's got a beard in that. Okay. Um, Phantom Menace, he's got a beard in that. <laughs> like, oh, I guess he does. Like it's it's just like whenever I imagine him, it's like with a beard. Oh, <laughs> weird. Like, I keep seeing him in a beard, or at least the most iconic movies yeah. of of my growing up with of seeing him was uh, with him wearing having a beard. So yeah, 
and he's all clean shaven here i'm like what, what? oh yes. that is liam neeson okay <laughs> yeah yeah so that was a more odd uh appearance for him than him being so much younger than the more recent movies he's in <laughs> yeah i guess that would be weird to see him like that he was also in this movie i saw a lot as a kid called high spirits it's like an 80s mm. ghost comedy <laughs> and uh i i don't know which one i saw first but they're they're pretty close in time so i probably saw them both around the same time hmm but I definitely watched both of them a lot, and he was the guy in both of them. So, yeah. hmm, so that's weird. You never even heard of it. Yeah, when did you I, hear of it then? Probably when I was working at the library. I think we when had it, that? like, like wow. a copy of the library, and I was just like, "Oh, what's this dark man? Whatever. I don't know what this is." <laughs> wow, that's wild. Yeah, so I, I don't know. It just wasn't a, a part of. A, my world, I, I guess. I wonder what you were doing in 1990. Jeez. <laughs> uh, probably playing the shit out of my Genesis. That probably was the year we got the Genesis. And was, uh... Well, there you go. There you go, folks. <laughs> hmm. Oh, okay. As for movies of that time, I don't know. Um, Total Recall? That was about then. I think that is 90. Yeah. That would have been my big movie from that that year, anyway. I remember seeing that in the theater. It was fucking awesome. Oh, I don't think I ever saw it in the theater. <laughs> I don't think I ever really saw the Arnold movies in the theater. Really? We didn't go to the movies that much, so it was uh, usually what? HBO or whatever oh. that we've watched movies on. I, f I feel like Total Recall might have been the first one I saw in the theater. Because mm. I remember being really excited. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, the new Arnold movie. Oh. <laughs> and I, I can't think i definitely didn't see predator in the theater so no, i don't know. i definitely didn't see that i know i think the first arnold film i saw in a theater was uh terminator 2 yeah and i'd seen like the tv like not r-rated cut for <laughs> the first terminator but like the what they would have aired on like a cable channel. yeah but um because i definitely had seen the first terminator but i'm pretty sure i saw like a cut down version of it but I'm trying to think if I... I don't even know if I saw T2 in the theater. I must have. All I, My only memory of T2 is being in this video store in, in Little Rock, Foothill Video. And I used to love it because they had this big fucking horse on the outside of the... Of the I don't want to say the marquee, but there was like this... this where the signs would be... It, jutted out from the building and so they could put shit on this giant shelf and there was this like life-size horse thing <laughs> and i thought it was so fucking cool when i was little mm. and i remember it was one of the last times i was in there because that place closed shortly thereafter and there was these like high school kids in there talking about how badass t2 was <laughs> and i was like oh shit t2 the, the fucking arnold movie <laughs> And I don't honestly remember that if I saw it in the theater. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Mm. I want to say I didn't, but yeah, who knows? That was a uh, theater grilled that one into my memory. With uh, that was the uh, the time I overate popcorn and Skittles and threw <laughs> that's, up. That's <laughs> right. You've, yeah, I think I mentioned that you, some time. Yeah. You did. You did. <clears throat> so. God, that's, that's, that's how good a movie it was. I just had to chow down all that popcorn. And so popcorn. good, I mean, just yeah, couldn't stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, 
Well, wow. So, so a, a lifetime without Dark Man. So I, how 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 does it uh, treat you? <laughs> you know, because it seems watching it now for me. I mean, I've seen it a bunch, but uh, it definitely seems like 1990 to me. Yeah, yeah not in a bad uh, way for me. I I don't give a right, fuck. Right, right. It's it's definitely. It was reminding me just in the effects a lot of the uh, Tim Burton Batman. Yeah. Just the way the like the green screen is used and stuff. It just it looks like that era of green screen, unsurprisingly. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this would be the next year after uh, yeah. eighty nine Batman. Yeah. So, but just visual effects just kind of kept reminding me of the uh, the bat plane flying around. And yeah. <laughs> There's a. Uh, the Danny Elfman connection as well. So yeah, the, that's right. He did the soundtrack. The yeah. score. The score have, uh, is very yeah. reminiscent of the style of that Batman score. Yeah, there um, was maybe some subconscious connection there too going on. Yeah, that, it definitely makes me feel like, oh shit, I'm watching kind of batman but it's dark man <laughs> right right i think there was also some weird shot of like gargoyle statues in there yes, too where there he's like up on the building just like depressed because yeah yeah he's got a pretty fucked up life there dark man does <laughs> he sure does he is a very tragic figure yeah the old dark man uh so this is um what i like about this is that it's it's multiple things it's not it's a superhero movie but it's also like a horror movie and it's also like just a fucking action movie (laughs) and you know it's got like fucking sam raimi like three stooges style comedy and shit (laughs) i don't know it's uh it's cool i like it there were some uh good goofy funny moments but I actually didn't think of it too much comedically. It was yeah. I mean, it's only it's, little moments here and there. Yeah, like, but there's just some. There are some just fun bits that are just kind of silly and goofy, like the little uh, duck wobbly thing that hits the cigarette lighter and sparks it. Yes, and, like that yes. thing was funny every time it showed up. But yeah, there's a part where where when Darkman's hanging on the the helicopter, and they they dip him down to the trucks <laughs> and he like they show a shot of his little feet on the fucking oh yeah the he's top like of the running, truck and it's all like it's so funny i hadn't really thought of that as comedy it's like a fucking looney tunes thing yeah it was kind of a weird goofy looking thing i just like i know sam raimi's humor he's all about like just dumb shit and three stooges and stuff yeah i was kind of expecting more just because of uh the sam raimi stuff i'm most familiar i think was army of darkness and uh yeah that's just like a straight spider-man trilogy which has a lot of humor in that yeah yeah um so it was i was kind of expecting more comedy out of him but yeah this one is dialed back uh, considerably um, in t- just in terms of being sandwiched between Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's there's more of a respectability. Yeah, I guess because it's a studio movie, right? He couldn't it's, cut loose quite yeah. so much. I mean, I guess Army of Darkness is studio as well, but but uh, he didn't give a fuck on that. He was doing whatever he wanted on that one. <laughs> 
much to the uh, benefit of everyone. <laughs> the benefit of us, but not to the benefit of the, the investors. Oh, no, it didn't sell too well. I mean, it's probably made money by now, you know, mm -hmm. but I think it, at the time it was kind of, kind a, of a flop. A big mm -hmm. flop, but kind of but, funny because i've always heard of it in like legendary terms like even when i first saw it back in the 90s yeah know, people were like oh you got it like this movie's amazing you've got to see this yeah stuff. well the fans certainly yeah. have always embraced it but yeah i, I think i uh, first wound up watching that trilogy because of uh, the clerk at the video store was, oh really was saying, like oh my god these movies are amazing you got to watch them <laughs> <laughs> that's cool um Good old video store, you know? Yeah. You don't get that anymore. Yeah, I remember that. Whoever that woman was, I remember having bright red hair and yeah. brightly colored, like, fire engine red hair. Wow. And, and she <laughs> my liked dad. Evil Dead. Yeah, and, and my dad, I'm not sure I should take a recommendation from her, but okay. <laughs> Why wouldn't you take a recommendation? I don't know, but yeah, it was. they were fun movies, so hey. They certainly are fun movies. Yes, they are. <laughs> but yeah, Dark Man is fun too. So it's, yeah, it was actually some of the stuff was reminding me of The Fly. The, yeah, there is a, there is an element of that with the uh, the tragedy of the, yeah. the scientist or whatever. Yeah, the scientist getting mutated by his own creation. Yeah, and. and but also in just like the whole the girlfriend who's trying to cope with this and the asshole executive guy trying to seduce her and I guess there is like that, that too. Yeah. So it's like it structurally has some weird similarities to that. Yeah, but like the way all of that plays out is so different than the fly. I mean right. the the elements are the same at a base level, but Right. It's just it's it's not like a one to one comparison. It's right. just like it's yeah, just that's interesting. a weird similarity that struck me. I was like, right. oh, huh. <laughs> and not really the well the fly was what year was the fly that was 86 86 yeah so not too far off but yeah well dark man is an original creation it's not based on anything yeah sam okay. remy came up with him because he attempted to get the rights to the shadow Ah, okay. And he couldn't get him. And then he attempted to get the rights to Batman. <laughs> and he couldn't get him. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> this was in 87, from what I understand. So this is before right. the Tim before. Burton movie came out. I don't know yeah. when they started developing that. But I would imagine they were already, you know, mid-development of that. So anyway, he couldn't get the rights to those things. So he said, well, fuck it. I'll just make my own guy. <laughs> <laughs> right and uh so i think that he came up with a pretty cool idea and a cool character yeah i mean there's definitely a lot of cool stuff this guy does like the i love that first part where he's just totally fucking with the bad guys and just like yeah d disguising himself as them and just like Fuck totally, yeah that part that's some that's some good and that's exactly what like you'd think like a scientist would just like calculate out what he can do yeah. with these guys and just do this really intellectually screwed up uh, plan and yeah yeah it's a cool it's a cool thing so it was, that was that was fun and, i uh, love i love when he wears the guy's masks and i guess he only does it to the two guys but well he does the other one later but it's real real quick but uh 
when he wears like the mask of Polly, and then that actor is playing Liam Neeson playing him, <laughs> and he's like tugging at his skin and yeah. shit. I always love how those actors did that because it feels it doesn't feel like them. It feels like a guy playing them. It's real. I don't know. Yeah, it, it I always loved, struck me as yeah. I love the one at the end where the, like the guy with the long blonde hair and it's like his double comes up and yeah. just starts laughing yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and they're just freaking him out and <laughs> that, that seems great I, I think my favorite part was uh the first guy he gets though where he's just like he's like no i've told you everything he's like i know you have but let's pretend you didn't yeah <laughs> it's just like... yes that's that's sam raimi's brother ted raimi uh, often <clears throat> featured in in the sam raimi movies uh, just something about that line. Let's just pretend you didn't. <laughs> yeah, it's a good line. Definitely a good line. That just got me right there. Just... There's, I mean, there's a lot of good one-liner stuff in this movie, and it just made me. I mean, I'm usually nostalgic for this era of movies, but I was just like, God damn it! <laughs> they don't write movies like this where they're just fun, you know? Just yeah, like a, when. I forget what his fucking name is in this movie. I just uh what the fuck is that guy the main bad guy. His name his actor oh. name is Larry Drake, but but uh I can't, I can't remember any of their names. <laughs> their names are just gone, all of them. Durant. Durant. Durant Robert okay. Durant. Yeah. So when Durant is in the fucking helicopter <laughs> and he just uh takes that grenade launcher to shoot the <laughs> the cop helicopter and he's just like no more mr nice guy (laughs) i don't know just dumb shit like that it's so right so 80s and 90s and i just miss shit like that just dumb fun stuff in movies yep had a lot of weird fun just stuff going on yeah i love how it's it feels a lot and you probably wouldn't pick up on this because you haven't seen these but it it takes a lot of influence from the the old Universal horror movies, hmm. and uh, hmm. specifically in the character Phantom of the Opera with the the cape. Sort of, he mm. has that trench coat sort of yeah. thing, but uh, Phantom of the Opera has a has a cape, and the idea of the 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 guy who's too hideous to have the girl. And do you know the Phantom of the Opera story much at all? Not too well. I'm, I know there's just some guy hideously deformed as a mask and yeah well he's there's a romance in there somewhere that's that's about all i know of it really yeah the it's uh he's just yeah i don't know how to explain him but but uh or explain it quickly (laughs) because i don't really want to explain the whole thing but I would recommend watching the silent uh, 1925 uh, Lon Chaney, the 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 iconic Phantom of the Opera movie. Yeah, well, October's <laughs> right around the corner. Uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, I just watched it not too long ago, but mm. <laughs> it, it makes me think of there's a a 40s remake of of Phantom of the Opera, and as a, in addition to other remakes. And I was buying that 40s remake on VHS at one of these thrift stores around here a year ago or so. Mm-hmm. And the lady who was ringing up was like, oh, it's weird to see this with different people. And my my touchstone for Fan of the Opera is 
Lon Chaney. <laughs> right. And so I was just like, oh, yeah, well, it's a remake. <laughs> and then when I was walking out of the store, I was like, oh, she's probably thinking of that 2000s, the musical Phantom of the Opera movie that yeah. they made where it's like Hugh Jackman or some fucking thing. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. <laughs> and I'm, you know, and like just the, my brain, the way it works is just like, oh, yeah, she clearly knows <laughs> the fucking Lon Chaney silent movie. Yeah. I'm such a weirdo. <laughs> oh, I mean, that one was a big one, I assume. Huge. It's huge. Like, I guess. At least in classic film terms. But, it's huge yeah. in classic film terms, and it's also huge in horror because of, like, that. The, the makeup design of that character is very iconic, and so, like, I, I just know, like, Tom Savini, I'm a big fan of him, and, mm. and he he has these books about his makeup effects and when i was a kid my friend had them and we looked at them in school all the time and he sculpted tom savini in the back of the book it like had a thing of him sculpting the phantom of the opera <laughs> and so it was this image it's just burned into my head like well before i even saw the movie because i didn't see it until i was hmm. probably in high school or something so, but anyway, there's a lot of influence of that and and the idea, of even like Frankenstein, where it's like a guy, the, the movie Frankenstein, or, or even, I guess, the book, but the idea of a, a guy creating a monster and yeah. becoming a monster, <clears throat> you know. Right. Yeah, definitely had a little bit of a horror vibe there, that is all deformed mutated face that's I all love this up. fucking face oh yeah. I love the hands the hands they, is good too yeah. they only showed that a couple of times but it was yeah. like you see him like melting off as he's holding yeah. the things it was just like oh damn that's great stuff and then it was like typing with the the one hand yeah. is all fucked up and the other yeah, there's all like all charred and shit yeah yeah it's awesome that was fun stuff I feel like I don't know I feel like Christopher Nolan is too pretentious to like Sam Raimi movies, but <laughs> as much as I like his movies, but um, I feel like there's a lot of Dark Knight that comes from this movie because, like, the Two Face, the way that Two Face is designed in Dark Knight yeah. looks yeah, Dark Man-ish to me. He always has. I can see that. Yeah, because like you can see the muscles and shit, right? And that's how Dark Man is, and. Uh, like the end of Dark Knight plays out in this like half built building yeah. on the scaffolding. Yeah, sort I of was stuff. kind of like reminded of that end battle with Joker there in the in, in that scaffolding fight yeah. where he's like hanging him hanging over upside and, down, and yeah. he's like, "You can't like kill me. I'm right. not like you're not a killer kind of guy." <laughs> right. And he's just like, "Nope," which. Uh, Makes me wonder if that was maybe something Sam Raimi had like an idea for of a Batman movie in a and how and that obviously would have played out differently with Batman as a character. That's yeah, yeah, but perhaps. like that set that setup being something that he wanted to do. Yeah, uh, with either Batman or perhaps even with the Shadow or something. And right, right. Yeah, I don't know enough about the Shadow, but uh, yeah, you I'm, could definitely see some Batman stuff like in the same kind of framework as this movie. Right, right. 
It's got pigeons instead of bats, though. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually <laughs> hilarious. Like, one of the moments that made me laugh, I don't even know that this was intentional or just kind of happened because birds but um he when he's throwing that tantrum in his uh little hideout he puts yes. on the hat and he starts oh, yeah, throwing, yeah, yeah. flailing around there's like this one shot where like a bird flies on the camera and then just turns around and flies off like in mid-flight just go nope nope i'm out oh, <laughs> like, <weird. laughs> it's just like he just flies and went nope no he's throwing tan i'm leaving like, oh that's funny just, i didn't see that <laughs> <laughs> so, like, like it just—it didn't seem like an intentional like design of the movie, but it just—it yeah. was just kind of perfect that this bird just flies in and goes, "Oh crap, I'm out!" <laughs> just right in the middle of him tearing up the whole That's place. Funny. Well, you know, a bird's gonna do what a bird's gonna do, right? Like, I can't imagine it was like in the script for that to happen. I, but I doubt it. Yeah, I could imagine like that shot being there and Sam Raimi going like, "Oh, we're keeping that." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look for that. I don't remember that. And the poor little kitty that hangs out with him. Yeah, he's got a, his little, <laughs> little cat friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is, yeah, he is pretty traumatized, I guess. Oh. I like to think of them as, as kindred spirits. So they, I, yeah. I don't, I, <laughs> yeah, you know, the cat wouldn't have stayed there if it really, like, hated the guy. Right. Well, and it's not like Darkman's not being malicious right. or anything like that, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, I can see that as this, like, the loners who've been rejected by society, and yeah. just like, eh, you too, huh? <laughs> well, at some level, the cat is like, well, you're moving into my place. <laughs> right. You know, I ain't yeah. moving. <laughs> <laughs> True. But it seems like he's just hanging out, and then when he gets, when Darkman gets too close, it's like, hey, <laughs> back off. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I always I always enjoy having a cat in a movie. Yeah. A... They're often hissing though. Unfortunately, <laughs> you yeah, often, yeah, you don't really see the happy cat in in movies, especially horror movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it seems like you liked it overall, and uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, was... hel- it held up. Yeah, I think it was it was fun. It was cool stuff happening and yeah how'd you like the carnival meltdown <laughs> that was fun one of my all-time favorite scenes <laughs> it was like the pink elephant <laughs> like, the fucking elephant <laughs> i fucking love that uh, <laughs> it's so funny and he's just like that that shot of him twisting the guy's fingers back yeah that's so good it was just like ooh, good thing for rubber hands <laughs> No, they did that. They, they broke that guy's hands. Yeah. Little known fact. A little known fact. He's like <laughs> Liam Neeson's strong as fuck. Uh, the, yeah, <laughs> it's like the, uh, the thing where they, they chop the guy's arms off. And it's just <laughs> yeah. I just it's like no, nah, they really just chopped this guy's arms off. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, if you're dedicated to you're, the craft, yeah, it's, it's, then that's. You know, nothing. You, you got to make that shot happen. Yeah. I love how, I don't know, Sam Raimi has an interesting style where it's kind of, uh, he's very energetic. And I love how there's that shot where it, like, pushes in on Liam Neeson's face and then with effects, like, the background, like, breaks apart. 
Yeah, and then it yeah. like comes back together right when he's like, ah, <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah, there was some interesting stuff going on there, like weird trippy visual stuff yeah. of him kind of freaking out. I love it. I love that whole thing. Yeah, little nutcase. It's fun because you feel bad for him. I guess right. in the same way as the fly or something, where where it just. Probably more so than than the fly, because this guy is a uh, yeah, he's is just more sympathetic at right. the beginning. He's just a totally nice guy, and yeah, gets fucked over for no good reason by assholes, and yeah, and then he just descends into darkness. Yeah, poor guy. Uh, yeah, that that one villain guy with the cigar just. A <laughs> Yeah, snapping uh-huh. the like at the beginning. Yeah, Durant, you know, when he's just snapping the guy's fingers. Yeah, it's like, oh man, that's wild. <laughs> that's that's actually another really great line in there. It's just like, I have seven more points. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. the guy's just like zooming on the guy's face, just like, oh shit. <laughs> uh, he's a he's a great actor, Larry Drake. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's. he's He's really good in this. Yeah, I always think of him. I think this is the first movie that I saw him in, or I, at least that I recognized him in. Uh, yeah, I want to say he seems familiar, like I've seen him in something else before. He's in a lot of stuff, but but this is like the movie where I was like, oh shit, that guy. And I didn't necessarily know his name when I was a kid, but he would pop up again, and I'd be like, oh shit, it's that dark man dude. Like that's cool. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I like about how. When, when he wears their masks, when Darkman is wearing their masks, it gives them, like, more screen time. And it, I feel like it's, uh, it's cool that, because they aren't stars. Like, people don't know who the fuck Larry right. Drake is and the other guy yeah, who plays Yeah, I think he got, well, he wound up at least with it where you actually get to see his face more than uh, yeah. Liam Neeson. <laughs> That's true, yeah, because Liam Neeson gets all fucked up. At... Yeah, and, and so he's always got this mask <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah. It's like it is Liam Neeson, but he's right. always got either the makeup for his fucked up face or the bandages. The bandages, or something. yeah. And, and the bandages is like another, you know, it's like the mummy or Invisible Man also has the. Invisible Man is like a scientist kind of a guy, too, so. Yeah. All those uh, universal monsters kind of all coming together. Yeah. yeah I, got, I I love that scene when uh, he's disguised as the guy with, the, and he's got the cigar. He's like, "All right, I'm, I'm gonna give you till I finish the cigar." And he chops it, and then he takes like the little stub. You think he's? That's so fucked up. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's just all these little moments like that where it's yeah. just like it's just got some fun stuff yeah it's good beats it keeps moving yeah it's 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 always flowed there was never any point where it was like slowed down or got to a no it just uh, keeps going yeah it's just it flows really well so no board no no board no if uh (laughs) i would say it does something that i tend not to like in movies where it's just like you've got a shootout and like only one side gets hit like you got yeah. dozens of people shooting and it's just somehow the one team is just completely unscathed standing out in the middle of the open not even yes. dodging just kind of <laughs> there's a lot of that in this movie though i mean yeah it kind of like that kind of irritates me whenever i see stuff like that i'm just yeah. kind of like oh, okay can you at least try <laughs> like, that's all i want i just want you to try because <laughs> i've i've seen it like 
I guess my touchstone for that is the 86 Transformers movie, the, the yeah. old cartoon, where a lot of people get shot up all over the place in that movie. And, like, there's scenes where there's people just but it's like they're doing something they're like dodging or at least like hunkering down it's like they're at least trying yeah <laughs> it's like it's like yeah nobody got shot in that scene or from that team or whatever but it's it, like it sets it up in a way that you can see well there's something there even if it logically doesn't make any sense that that would actually yeah uh, save you but at least they're doing something they're doing something <laughs> they're acknowledging that like, yeah. this is a thing yeah, it's, um, it's... This has the, uh, the Stormtrooper uh, aiming yeah, <laughs> skills well, galore for some of these guys. If you're looking at it in a realistic way, then I could see being f frustrated, I guess, with that. Um, but, like, almost every point in this movie <laughs> is, like something that you have to suspend your disbelief for yeah i mean like that whole place is just completely destroyed and he is rocketed out into <laughs> yeah. the bay and like yeah he's fine and then like yeah he can get all of his computer stuff that still works like perfectly except for right. the sound is just a little wonky on the <laughs> when it's talking to him you know like like almost at every turn there's something that's just ridiculous and so yeah. I know what you're saying and and it it bothers me in sometimes. I don't know that it bothers me anymore, but I I have felt the same feelings. Yeah. But man, it's just, it, in this movie it's just so relentless that I just yeah, don't give yeah, a fuck. Yeah, it's just it's just something about shootouts doing that that kind of bugs. <laughs> I don't know why specifically, but shootouts yeah. are like it, it that just kind of puts me on edge when they do that. The one at the beginning is really bad at that though yeah dude. yeah that's where like when it started out, i was like oh god they're just like nobody it's like dudes with the uzis jumping out of like those fucking cars jump out of those shipping containers and the dudes have uzis and those the like there's like whole like rows of people in the rafters with guns just point and they're just standing there just like like i don't care yeah and duran has like a revolver and he's I do love the one-legged guy. He was fun. Yeah. Like, when he showed up, he's like, yeah, I was like, I was like nope, f fake leg. I'm like, oh, there's a gun in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, I can understand that, but it's just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was kind of. You have fun with that. I was kind of sad for that, uh boss in the beginning that got his fingers all cut off because i was i, I was he was he starts out and he's just a cool character right yeah. there like you you see him for like two minutes but he's like this really great character and i was like i wanted him to be like the big bad guy that was yeah like, but then it was just like oh but then there's durant who's also pretty awesome so it's not yeah like, i don't know awesome. but i kind of i liked that guy at the beginning i was kind of like oh this guy's cool i, I, I this is going to be an awesome <laughs> villain for this movie. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> nope, yeah, that guy doesn't last very long. No, uh, but... Uh, Gets his fingers chopped off. Poor guy. Uh, did have fun with it. He, did, he was fun, though. Yeah, yeah, he's cool. That opening, I was like, <laughs> just talking about assholes everywhere. I told you, like, right. it's just hilarious. Yeah. Loved that scene. Yeah, it's fun. That guy is cool. 
Oh, Dark Man. This is also the probably it's got to be the first time I saw Frances McDormand too, and I had no idea who she was. She's the uh, mm. the attorney, the the love interest of of Liam Neeson. She's yeah. uh, I the first time I was aware of her was Fargo. Have you seen mm. Fargo? No. Fucking Fargo. <laughs> That's like one of the the great movies of all time. That's like yeah, I really don't know anything about it. I it's so it's... fucking good. It's so fucking good. You know, it's like Fargo, just some town in the Midwest. Okay, sure, it is. why not? <laughs> like, I guess it's a movie there. Whatever. <laughs> that, that movie is so good. It's it's hands down one of the best movies ever. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then they recently they've made a TV show and and there's TV show based. How do I explain this show? I've um. It's not a retelling of the movie. It's other stories in the world of the movie, basically. Okay. Sort of supposed to be in the same tone and style of Fargo. And so I watched the first two seasons against my better judgment. (laughs) Because everybody was talking about how hot shit great they were. And so I thought, all right, I'll watch it. And then I watched the first season, and it's just fucking awful mm. it's nothing like the movie i mean there, there's there's like obvious dumb nostalgia callbacks and shit but it's just like oh man this is at no way any way close to the the, the filmmaking of the fucking fargo right and and then everyone was like oh but the second season though it's so much better and i thought okay i'll watch second season <laughs> so i watched that and it is better but it's still like not even close uh it's just so i don't i'm not even gonna bother with the third season but anyway Frances mcdormand won an oscar for fargo and she uh is in this she's married to fucking i don't remember which coen brother but the coen brothers who directed and wrote fargo and other movies that i love Mm. she's married to i think joel and they are good friends of sam raimi and uh, so I imagine that's how she ended up in this movie. But Because I, I don't know what else she's in prior to this. I guess she's in other Coen Brothers movies. But anyway, mm. I don't ever remember her being in this movie. So it was, it was fun to see her. It's like, oh, that's Frances McDormand in a role that's like not using her <laughs> her powers as an actress at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Like, if you saw this movie... There's no way that you would say, "Oh, she's gonna win Best Actress in six years." <laughs> like, that's yeah, there's crazy. nothing uh, particular. I mean, not that she did anything bad, but that no, she doesn't stand out in any she way. Doesn't. Here. She's she just kind of there. Yeah. So that was a uh, kind of an interesting thing. I don't actually. Think I, I did ever knew that. Kind of like the scene um, of her when she's. I guess it's the second time when she finds the memo with the coffee stain, and she realizes that. Yeah. Uh, asshole dude actually set up and killed her, her fiance and so, right and like that scene I thought she pulled off really well in capturing that kind of like that fear of uh, yeah. oh fuck like yeah, yeah. how do I get out of this and yeah. you know, just that line of like okay if you're not gonna kill me I have things to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah she's good so I, I do think that scene at least was a uh, very good but 
Yeah, the rest of the movie she doesn't have a lot of uh, range to cover. <laughs> no, she's she's just kind of serving a purpose almost in that. Yeah, I also feel like like in a way, it it this movie is reminiscent of that first Spider-Man movie too, where where mm-hmm. like the uh, I don't know it's it it's hard to explain, but how how I'm like what I'm feeling, but. Uh, yeah, it's been a. I guess too it's long just I just the, the style of of Sam Raimi, but right. like there's montages of of uh, Dark Man when he's first creating the the masks, like when he's Dark Man in the fucking warehouse, and there's like the montage of of uh, Peter Parker when he's drawing the suit and and first suiting up and Mm. stuff. It's kind of like the same point in the movie. And it's the same style of like montage with dissolving images and stuff like that. Yeah, I can see that. It's a a kind of montage that I don't see a lot in movies anymore. And as as a fan of the the montage like that. Yeah, there was that. Yeah, that big montage in here where he's like, where there's like some freaking like microscope swirling yeah, past yeah. on the screen and just all this stuff With going beakers on. Beakers and shit. Yeah. The, <laughs> it's just the like science <laughs> montage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that actually, like you were talking about like how he's got all his computer stuff. And I kind of thought like, because he sets this thing up and it's like time to reconstruction is like 500 hours. And so yeah. it was like, oh, I get I, it. He had to make do with the shitty computer now. Because, <laughs> you know, the opening, he, like, scans the dude's nose in, like, right. a few minutes. I mean, I guess you could say that's editing. but Well, he scans it because he has a picture that's perfect. Right. But what takes the time is the reconstruction because he was mapping the one side of his face to the other because the picture that he had was deteriorated and, like, burned. Yeah. And so yeah. that's what took the time. Yeah, and I was just like... That just didn't seem like it should take that long to me, like to yeah. just mirror an image. But <laughs> yeah, but in 3D and this is yeah. you know, fucking 1990 future computers, where it's right. like you know, yeah. I, I just kind of I saw that scene. And it was just like, oh well, I guess he's got to make do with the shitty computer because his good one got busted. Yeah. Or something. Well, <laughs> perhaps the good computer was ruined, and yeah, he had to go down but i i mean definitely that that monitor was all like yeah warped and yeah, it had like a big old hole shit. in the yeah. back i'm like that still works <laughs> uh it's funny yeah but that's the kind of you know you gotta suspend your right your disbelief quite a bit in this movie which is i think fine because i i think the uh yeah i mean the movie earns it but you know coming to this is like someone has having seen Evil Dead and Army yeah. of Darkness and stuff like yeah you kind of it's Sam Raimi you know he's gonna go over the top on stuff it's, right or at least has the potential to go over the top on stuff and it yeah yeah and it's kind of consistently toned that way through the movie so it's not like it just comes out of nowhere and that, yeah that's right no it's it's consistent I like that uh fight at the end in the rafters where you got like the bolt gun and just yeah it's <laughs> awesome. I like how he just, like, introduces the guy. He's just like, yeah, I've been in construction my whole life. I used to be up here all the time as a kid on these. <laughs> like, it's just yeah. like, he's at home in this. Uh... <laughs> right, just 
playing around on the fucking rafters, yeah. steel beams and shit. Yeah, and dark. Yeah, I, I liked that setting because you know you know you get like the the asshole businessman. Like, what's he gonna do? He's not the physical threat. Yeah, and they kind of make a really good way for him to be that physical threat of, that makes sense with a character and that he's yeah. you know it's like oh well okay yeah he's into building stuff and so yeah his childhood like it just it made sense to put that in as a background right it didn't feel like hey it's just some dude who just happens to be <laughs> running around here for no reason yeah he just happens to love standing 50 stories up on <laughs> yeah, steel beams like it, it like fits that that character who is in charge of building all these things around the town would have a background in construction yeah. and stuff so it kind of yeah isn't maybe that's what i'm thinking of isn't the spider-man 3 in like a a, a half-built building and like is mary it? jane or gwen stacy or one of those is, girls is like hanging I feel like there's something where somebody's hanging and and in the same way that Francis McDormand is hanging off of that that steel beam. Maybe. Something about it made me think of that and then the way that like she falls and Dark Man like comes and gets her and it's very Spider-Man like. Yeah, I could definitely see that Spider-Man because he's like swinging on that yeah. hook so I could see that. Cuz like definitely a Spider-Man Sam, move. Yeah. Sam Raimi <laughs> was real into Spider-Man as a kid. That's why, like, he was all about the old villains, and that's why he wanted to keep it to the yeah, like, the old people, yeah, like Green Goblin and yeah, the classic, the yeah, um, Doc Sandman, Ock and Doc Sandman, Ock, yeah, the, the the classic guys. Yeah, because yeah, Venom was probably like a '90s character. I mean. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Black Suit is like late '70s, I think, with Secret Wars and stuff. And, yeah, and then actual Venom is probably like early 90s or late 80s or something like that yeah yeah it's got to be around there i know my brother had the first issue with Venom yeah that yeah my friend had it too it was it was <clears throat> so it was right in there when we were kids yeah so as, as much as he's like <clears throat> the classic spider-man villain he showed up a lot later in the series right as a whole yeah i don't think of him as class i mean he is now because it's been a long ass time but right like he's the the spider-man villain you know but he's definitely not one of the early villains that spider-man's been up against the whole time the classic guys to me are always that that like base sinister six fucking doc ock and mysterio and yeah all those guys um vulture vulture and and, um electro was he in there yeah yeah fucking electro (laughs) I always thought that dude was so funny. <laughs> yeah, he had a weird ass costume. I man. loved it though. That's oh, like a freaking starfish head or something. Yeah, I, f- <laughs> I fucking loved it. It's so dumb looking. <laughs> yeah, but I would say that that having not been based on anything, and and it does like draw from all these various things that Sam Raimi likes, like as its own thing. I think it holds up really well. Yeah, and it's unique. And I love the that he's making masks and stuff. Like as a kid, I liked that because I was into like special effects and stuff. So I thought right. it was cool that it kind of glorified special mm-hmm. effects in a way, you know, because the guy was making masks and like fooling people with his his special effects. As, as yeah, you will. yeah. It was always an aspect that I liked. Yeah, I have to say, just from like the poster art, I thought this was going to be more like I don't know, maybe 
cosmic or something just something about oh, really? that. the the because on the sides there there's like the red flame it looks like some weird nebula out in space oh and man like, yeah and I then can... it's like dark man i thought it was gonna be some like weird alien oh, wow. superpower energy things <laughs> no not at <laughs> it all just it's way more like no. so maybe that's why i'm not like so like weirded out by like everything requiring a suspension of disbelief as i expected it to be like even yeah. beyond that and it's like yeah, no. more down to earth than i thought it would be <laughs> yeah no it's it's much more down to earth than that jeez yeah yeah i don't know i that i that poster is just a thing that i've yeah. seen since i was a kid so i right. never thought of and, it and as... now watching the movie i was like oh that's just the burning building right and then but the way it was like <laughs> juxtaposed with the darkness on the other side and just kind of it just not knowing what it was a picture of per se i thought it was so yeah. weird you were hoping Magical force powers or something. <laughs> you were hoping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is there any movie from that era that's like that wild? I don't know. Fucking yeah, nebulas know. and dark force powers. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I have no idea what I was expecting out of yeah, it really, other know. than just strange stuff. You know, hmm. like I don't know, darkness powers of like manipulating shadows or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Not sure how you'd pull that off as special effects wise back then, but but no, no they did kind of have CG in this. So that little like, I mean, tiny they, little things that were just for the like the hologram. Just for yeah. that hologram, I don't think anything else was computer. Yeah, I don't. Every, think there's so. a lot of of uh, green screen work. Right, there's a lot of that kind of stuff. Stuff like that, but uh, other than that just physical effects uh, yeah you know and even the green screen stuff is like it's still in the era of optical film printing and stuff right. so it's not digitally done yeah I, I think that's why it reminds me so much of that 89 batman it's yeah just, it's not digitally done so it has its yeah particular look of green screen from that time i'm trying to think of like what what is like that in that 89 batman I mean, I'm sure there's a lot, but I just I, I can't think of anything. The thing I'm most thinking, I actually, I guess the bat plane was mostly like miniatures, probably. But yeah, there was definitely some like shots of uh, the bat plane flying around the city and stuff that just kind of reminded me. Yeah, of probably the backgrounds of that. Yeah, the backgrounds in there might have been just the way things were like composited and stuff just seemed familiar in some way and maybe it was just that danny elfman score the score helping is, to is link that I very don't know. similar it's a it's the same tone and everything the the main theme is its own like it's a definitive dark man theme but like everything around it you could basically lay it onto batman and i think <laughs> yeah. it would work fine yeah as the batman score i think would work fine on this as well in in just in terms of the the tones that it strikes it's uh i mean i like danny elfman but i feel like a lot of his music is too similar so mm. it could just be me like not seeing the the various intricacies of the two scores but maybe but. he did the score for nightbreed the clive barker movie mm. and even that <laughs> score i feel because it's the same time like nightbreed is 1990 so it's oh, okay. the same, same here. and so it's like it still has that same sort of dark 
like comic gothic sort of feel that all of the Elfman scores do, especially from that era. Yeah. Hmm. And it uh, it fits all three of these movies very well, right. but they also seem very similar. So yeah, I I wasn't like consciously aware of the music in this. Really, movie. It's, like it didn't like it's, it's so ever present, which is kind of funny because I saw his name pop up in the credits. I'm like, oh, Danny Elfman, I should like pay attention to the music in this. And yeah, then I, I just didn't. So oh, wow. it's like, <laughs> oh, I must have been working. I guess. Yeah, you, like you know, it, it, on some subconscious level, it yeah. must have uh, done something, but. Yeah, just a handy, fun movie. It's definitely fun. Definitely fun. So, uh, you'd watch it again? Yeah. All right. I don't know if it's uh, going on any top ten lists or anything, but it's solid, good, enjoyable movie. <laughs> yeah, maybe top ten Sam Raimi movies. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> when he only has, like, 13 movies or 12 <laughs> yeah. movies or however many movies he has. He doesn't yeah. have he doesn't have that many, so. I don't think I've seen ten of his movies, so. You've seen Evil Dead. Yeah, so this has got to be You've seven seen... at least, actually, because the Spider-Man oh, trilogy three and, and the all three. three of the, yeah. so that's six, and then this is seven. Yeah, his other movies, he made that Wizard of Oz movie, Oz the Great and Powerful, that oh, I, okay. I didn't like. He made The Gift. He made A Simple Plan. What else did he make? Mm. For the Love of the Game, a baseball movie that I like a lot. That's yeah, a. Uh, he made a lot of uh, weird things that I wouldn't have expected. Yeah, those were like in between Army of Darkness and Spider Man. Because Spider Man, I think, is 2002, and like all Simple Plan and The Gift and For Love of the Game, I think, is bef- all of those are before Spider Man. Hmm. And then after Spider-Man, he made, I think it's just Drag Me to Hell and Oz. Oh, that sounds fun. It's not. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it, but a, a lot of people like it. It's mm. it's supposedly his return to horror, uh, but it's, it's uh, heavily sort of smashed into PG-13. So oh. it's, I feel that it, it is very hurt by that. And it's also got, it has good physical effects, but they're augmented by CG, which I feel hurts them. Like, to me personally, it would look a lot better if it was, if it was uh, just physical. Right. And my, probably the worst thing about it for me is that the main girl character, she's like the for lack of a better term, the Bruce Campbell of the movie, where she is getting put through a lot of shit. Like like Liam Neeson, where he gets like smashed through all those like, yeah. fucking windows. Like That makes me laugh, because I just think of him and how like he would write the Evil Dead movies to specifically put Bruce Campbell through the most shit possible. <laughs> and so I just thought of him writing that with Bruce Campbell in mind. But... Uh, uh, Anyway, the the main character of Drag Me to Hell is just a total asshole. And, like, the whole movie, she is just an asshole. And that's mm. part of the point of that movie, but it doesn't make watching that movie very fun, uh. <laughs> at least for me. Um, because 
for most of that movie, you're basically rooting for her, even though you essentially shouldn't be. I don't know. It's hmm. yeah, I don't like those, it. Uh, villain protagonist is uh, always a tricky proposition. Well, she's not the villain though. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like the villain is like this this gypsy lady that puts a fucking hex on her. <laughs> but the but like for me personally, like I was rooting for the gypsy lady. <laughs> Cuz it was like, ah, oh, just get rid of this girl. Fuck her. And you're not you're supposed to be like on the girl's side or whatever, but hmm. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's Oh, we made a movie called Crime Wave in between uh Evil Dead 1 and Evil Dead 2 that I have not mm. seen. That's probably, I think, the only one I haven't seen of his. And that was written by the Coen brothers. Crime okay. Wave. Yeah, so one of those movies that I should see, but just haven't yet. Yeah. I think, if I remember right, they they did editing or something on Evil Dead 2. I don't know. They did something on Evil Dead Evil Dead 2, I think. Anyway, whatever. So, uh, you enjoyed Dark Man? That's good. Yeah. Fun time. Would you recommend it to a modern audience? <laughs> a modern audience? I don't know. <laughs> a modern audience, like, like superhero movies, not that this is in the same vein as superhero movies now, but like right. the comic book style and the superhero movies is a thing now. Everybody loves it. Yeah. Do you think I that mean, they should go back and watch Dark Man? Well, I think they should. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a it's a fun, weird look like cause I usually think of like that pre Marvel era well, like with the Spider-Man movies as having like before that there weren't a lot of superhero movies yeah and so it's kind of interesting just to see one that's like oh it's a superhero movie that's like before this yeah. modern there's uh, a fair amount of them there's all those Sp- yeah, uh, Superman to. movies and yeah those were like way older yeah and then you get the Batman spurt in like that 80s 90s yeah Batman spurt and then it's like what else is there? There's not much. Dark Man, Shadow, The Phantom, fucking. There's a bunch of them. There's there's actually more than you would think. Hmm. There's like the Captain America low budget movies. That um, there's like the Incredible Hulk TV movies and hmm. fucking Doctor Strange TV seventies movie. Really? <laughs> and yeah, okay. There's a bunch. I kind of want to see that. <laughs> Yeah, that I've never I've never seen it, but yeah, it's it's out there. It's available. Hmm. There's also the the full moon. Uh, full moon had the rights to Doctor Strange in the in the early '90s, but then they lost them right before they went to shoot the movie. And mm. so Charles Band's not going to waste money, so they they instead changed his name to Doctor Mordred, <laughs> and that's essentially a Doctor Strange movie. Uh, but it's a low-budget full uh, full moon movie. Yeah, and there's the Roger Corman Fantastic Four that was never released, Ooh. but I have a bootleg VHS of. Nice. <laughs> purchased at a convention. Uh. That's fun. There's a lot of stuff. There's there's more than you would think. Yeah, now, certainly nothing that had much of a high profile though. Other outside of those Batman and Superman ones, much of those. Were Dark Man was a big big hit. Yeah. Like, 
it was fucking everywhere. Like, that's why I'm surprised that yeah, cause, like, you didn't know about for it. For me, it wasn't a big, yeah, like, no, everywhere was, at all. I never saw it. It was a big movie. It, like, it spawned comics. Like, there's there's a whole bunch of Darkman shit because of this movie. Huh. There's two direct-to-video sequels. Uh-huh. <laughs> fucking, uh, what are they called? Darkman 2, The Return of Durant, and my favorite title, Darkman 3, Die, Darkman, Die. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen either of them, but that's a good title, though. Yeah, it's, it's quite a title. I, I am curious about the return of Durant. He's a... Yeah, Larry Drake returns, but uh, Liam Neeson's not in either of them. But mm. but uh, uh, Durant is back. I don't know. See, that's one of those things. Like he's pretty clearly dead. Right <laughs> in this movie, but hey, what the fuck? He's back, you know, because it's Darkman logic. Yeah. Yeah, but but yeah, high you know profile? that that exploding helicopter must have shot him out into the lake. In the perhaps, <laughs> perhaps, yeah, right into the bay. And maybe that's I, I should watch part two and see if that's how it starts. <laughs> Just him launching into the bay. <laughs> that that would be the way to start it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. So are those uh, Sam Sam Raimi movies or no? No, those, no. Are? those are just direct to video. Okay. Like mm, probably ninety six, ninety five, something like that. Mm. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I've I've never heard good or bad things about them. I don't know that I've known anybody that actually watched them. So mm, just uh, know it exists. I know they exist. I remember seeing them in the video store when I was a kid and being oh. like. Uh, but like those weren't real movies they're direct-to-video movies <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> never mind the fact that i watched the full moon movies with some of them when i was a kid and didn't care or know that they were direct-to-video or whatever so right i don't know something about the idea of of ruining the dark man legacy because i was all about this movie so like uh. the idea of like sequels just kind of ruining it i didn't want to see it yeah i think i could take it now though (laughs) (laughs) well maybe someday yeah you know they they were all all three of them were put out on blu-ray by scream factory so Mm. so they are they are out there yeah well yeah i don't know that's a i guess that's it the DVD kind of reacted weird with my player. It kind of—it's an old ass DVD. Yeah, uh, it yeah. kind of decided to <clears throat> do weird stuff, and I finally, like, I hit finally got to the menu and hit play, and it started in chapter three, and I'm like, <laughs> it was <laughs> like, wait, what? No, it's one of those old DVDs that just starts. Yeah, so I think it. Uh, I think in the process of getting to the menu, I kind of fucked it up somehow. But yeah, yeah, because it should have just started playing the movie. Yeah, because um, it's it's one of those things that only goes to the menu after the movie is over. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, I I think that must have been it. Like I was trying to like, I I think I was approaching it as like a, another normal DVD that would just pop up trailers. Oh, and for, you went and, next and, like, next because I was like, okay, that's the Universal logo. There's another Universal logo. There's <laughs> it's just no. See, that's the start of the movie. Yeah. 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 yeah, no that the revolving Universal logo. That's the that's the the anniversary. The right the, where they show all their logos leading up to the seventy fifth anniversary logo. Yeah. Okay. 
because I think I'd like skipped a chapter and it was just another Universal logo and I'm like okay that's another trailer and then I skipped oh, that's weird. and it was like I was just assuming it was just showing some trailers of other movies yeah. and just seeing the logos pop up huh. and uh, going okay I think I'm in the movie somehow instead of the menu where's the menu <laughs> yeah you don't need a menu this is uh, the the early days of DVD yeah <laughs> when they didn't care about menus <laughs> But yeah, that's that's more just a weirdness on my operation rather than a yeah. Anything what I usually movie. do is I hit pause and then it'll show you the time and you see like one second out of an hour and a half and you'll be like, oh okay, this is the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's always that my usual trick for that. Well, yeah. I guess I guess that's it. We'll set up the the little TikTok bird. Yeah, and, then, uh, <laughs> and fucking explode the podcast. <laughs> uh, so yeah, adios. See ya. All right. Well, we got some feedback. Um, we actually have two feedbacks. Ooh, two from, wow, from for... two distinct <clears throat> people. Hey, moving up in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew? I, I don't even remember to say send some feedback in. So I'm surprised. Um, so the first one is from a guy named John, and he's commenting on an old episode from way back when, where we talked about message from space. Mm. Do you remember that way back then? Yeah. <laughs> that was a while ago. I was that, uh, goofy, like, kind of, what was it, 70s or early 80s or something? Yeah, Japanese 70s. sci-fi thing? Yes, 70s. And we talked about uh, George Lucas on that episode because there's some kind of Star Wars-related things on that. Right, right. And so John chimes in and says, Lucas was very much aware of Japanese cinema at the time, and Kinji Fukusaku, while not of Kurosawa fame, was a relatively well-known director in the 70s, which I thought we, we talked about, but okay. Um, his peak popularity, in fact, surpassed only in 2000 after the release of Battle Royale. Yes, this is true. So it is very likely that Lucas saw this in 78. Uh, On a different note, I just discovered this podcast and have been enjoying it so far. Is there any way... Oh, I did this already. He was talking about the... uh, the RSS feed only had so many episodes, and I fixed oh, it. Okay. So now everything, all the way back to episode one, is now on the the, the RSS feed. Um, so I don't know that I advise going all the way back, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it's all there, hey. ready to listen to. Well, I hope John continues to enjoy our <laughs> rambling. Yeah, good luck. I, I don't know how enjoyable it is, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm really good at self-promotion here, aren't we? <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm absolutely the worst at that. So yeah, thank you for, for your for your feedback. I, I appreciate yeah. it. And then the, uh, the next feedback is from Nick. All right. Uh, Welcome back, Nick. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> He says, guys, hey, it's been a minute. Listened to the Birdie the Mighty Decode podcast recently, which is uh, yeah, just pretty a, recent. Yeah, it's a few ago, or I don't yeah, remember. Maybe a month. Uh, it seems, maybe. 
Seems recent. Um, he listened to it recently, and it, he made the decision to watch an episode or two. Then uh, that led to viewing the entirety of season one. <laughs> well, that was on Monday, so we'll see how well my memory serves me here. But yeah, I think this show is pretty cool. Yeah. At first, the animation, or should I say drawing style, was a bit off-putting for me. Once a couple of the action sequences occurred, though, I was willing to overlook the overly cartoony character styles as the momentum during those scenes are seriously amped up. <laughs> so much so that they even recalled my old memories of the classic anime movie Ninja Scroll. Mm. Albeit, uh, obviously, minus a ton of the violence factor from that one. Also, the shaky cam you guys so often mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that, that, that comment. Uh, is really effective, not too shabby. Beyond all that, for starring some adolescents, the story is surprisingly mature, and although a bit gimmicky, the shared body scenes and gags are usually fun and inventive. Well, gonna do uh, season two pretty soon here. Apologies for the lengthy hiatus. We'll try and comment more often. We'll try. We'll try. <laughs> hold, <laughs> hold on. Will uh, decided he couldn't read anymore. So, <laughs> who needs reading? <laughs> apologies for the lengthy hiatus. We'll try and comment more often if that's cool with y'all. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Of course, it's cool. It's always cool. It uh, will forever be cool. Uh, yeah. Please, please do so if you feel it. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you, what do you think about... Uh, uh, I concur. I'm glad you're enjoying it, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it is a very pastel color palette in that series that's a little different. Yeah. It's, but it's also a very uh, modern anime. And it is. It's it's definitely following that current aesthetic or more modern aesthetic that changed right around 2000 it kind of there's kind of a big shift to the to what birdie the mighty is kind of a very standard okay to that style yeah i remember there being a lot of like uh i don't know how to describe it but there's this thing in digital like I guess it's just animation, but it's also in comics, like in actual comics. Like the way that they're colored, it, it looks digital to me. And there's also like this, uh, the way that the lighting is done, where it's, it's yeah, yeah, it's kind of glowing or something. Yeah, it's it's, it's real obvious. In yeah, the mighty, but it's, yeah, it's, it's not not my thing. Yeah, it. I do admit that took me a while to adjust to with yeah. Birdie the Mighty. And then well, I kind of, I got used to it because I kind of liked the effect it was having with like the laser blasts. And yeah, stuff. yeah. It actually kind of, it fit with Birdie uh, in a way that in a, in a different series I might not have uh, liked it as much. But Well, it's, it's, isn't it kind of like that in all of the modern stuff? It seems like that. I always notice it, but. Yeah, it's, it's. You can usually just tell when you're watching a more modern anime that this is all digital and yeah, because it's it's practi- practically none of it is done by hand anymore. It's all uh, it's all on computers these days. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Even modern movies. I mean, like regular, like live action movies. I mean, yeah. most of this shit is done on computer these days. Right. right. Fucking all the colors are 
digitally manipulated and nobody waits for the a, a nice sky they just just make it <laughs> they just uh, yeah well they just like photoshop it in i mean they don't photoshop it in but they like replace the sky with a nice sky and right. uh, it's just ugh. yeah what happened to the good old days where they waited for a sky yeah it's just it's just in a uh, anime it seems really clear like right around 2000 there was just this massive shift and yeah. suddenly everything was digital and everything was going in this very obviously digital route and that's probably the around the years when computers get a little more accessible and cheaper and right, right. And just, and they're like hey this is this is a lot faster <laughs> basically <laughs> but yeah it's, it's basically if it's something from the 90s you might actually get some like real animation in it real and if, shit, it's, yeah. if it's 2000 and onward there's practically no like proper yeah uh, hand-drawn animation from then on it just it was just like someone flipped a switch and said okay we're doing this now and yeah. just everybody jumped on board it was more like a gradual evolution during the 90s and then but 2000 it was just like all of a sudden just bam everything is super digital and everybody's like you know what my fucking hand hurts from drawing like i'm gonna do this shit on like a computer i'm sick of this shit and everyone else is like yeah you know you're right <laughs> i am sick of this shit like why didn't we do this sooner like, well, it looks kind of shitty that's why yeah but and then you have the holdouts like miyazaki who's like, right, work right. On a fucking draw and even he's using computers and stuff in right like mononoke and stuff i know that there's a couple of computer stuff in that and yeah, everything past that a little bit and and that one was even in the 90s so that was the late yeah. 90s but i think that's the first one where he used computer there's like a little thing on the guy's wrist that was computer generated yeah yeah i think like all the like all snake stuff. things yeah like, yeah yeah I, I think that stuff was cg i think there were a few of the like the zooming scenes where it like zooms in over a landscape oh and it's like, like a digital is, zoom yeah, I don't think it was a digital zoom, but like the the landscape was kind of digitally processed at oh, least okay. in order to to give it that effect. Oh. Um, there's there's a few places where it, it I, when you look at it carefully, you're kind of like, oh, I think that's a that's a bit CG there. Hmm. But. Well, I'll try not to look too close. <laughs> <laughs> Recalling one shot where he like fires an arrow and the camera is just following the arrow. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, flies. I think if you look at the ground in that shot, it's kind of it's all digital. Yeah, at least there's, I think there's a couple of shots like that, but hmm. I think one of them at least is kind of digital. But I'd have to watch it again to like actually, yeah, specifically place it. But well, what can you do yeah time marches on it does that it does all right so thanks for the feedback we uh we welcome any other feedbacks from from y'all and uh i don't know thanks yeah (laughs) (laughs) see you next time
Now get out. Go. And don't ever come back. <laughs> <laughs>